Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Decided Heart Conversations with my friend and co-host Sonia and myself, Hillary. We are here today to talk to you a little bit about teaching during the time of COVID. We have, we both have clients that come to us and are really frustrated at the moment because we both work with parents and teens and this whole online learning. Some of you are very fortunate and got to go back to school and some of us are in a hybrid program and some of us are completely online and we didn't expect to be here. And guess what? Not just us, but teachers also didn't expect to be here. And so now we're dealing with the Zoom technology and we're trying to do our own work and we're trying to keep our houses up and their frustration and overwhelm is running high and we can feel it. And so we wanted to come on today just briefly and talk a little bit about that and give a different perspective. And we feel it ourselves too, right? We, I mean, we've been talking about that, Sonia, like all of a sudden. Yeah, I think you and I were exchanging just from our, our client base, um, being on phone calls and with, with parents, usually moms, for me it's moms, of the frustration and anger. It's turning into anger. And the expectation is has converted to not when things get right or improve, but the next thing that's going to glitch, the next thing that's going to go wrong. They're expecting it. And it's really creating this momentum of just negative energy, negative expectations, nothing's gonna go right, my child's left behind. It's creating a panic. And although you and I were the educators, we're parents, and we have you know, some of these virtues of patience and forgiveness you know, at hand, I even feel that in my own home as I'm helping my middle schooler, when something doesn't right, like work, there's a gl another glitch, I feel that negative trigger like, oh, so annoyed i'm busy right yes. i don't know if you know how it's going on in, in your world no i think that you're exactly right i mean i think it is and i think where we have to start is by recognizing and saying okay there's a trigger like the other day i can't get in to see whether or not my kid has actually done their work or not or this or that and it's like ah and then i feel incompetent and then the more incompetent i feel the more that i'm losing my little ever loving mind because I had this routine down. I knew what I needed to do and now it's all new, but it's not just all new to us and to the students, but this is all new to teachers. We've never had a time in our history like this. And I think it would behoove us to take just a second to have a reset for everybody. 2020 is sort of conditioning us to what's next, right? Yeah, I, when you were saying that, I'm like, well, isn't that just 2020? All right, what now? <laughs> It's, it's the entire year, not just, not just our classrooms. Right. It's not just that. But we have the power to not be victim-based and have things passively happen to us. We have the power to start to go to a different place. And so I think it starts by recognizing our triggers and when we're feeling like that and switching it to compassion and service. You might be sitting there right now and being like, oh my gosh, who's going to serve me? Who's going to have compassion for me? I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed. Here's the crazy, crazy thing about service and compassion. The more you give, the more that you get. So if you're looking to fill your cup and to calm this down and to turn it into positivity, I guarantee the more that you support others in this way, the more you're going to feel filled up and more in control and you're going to feel that compassion back. So we reached out to teachers to say, all right, what do you need from us? How can we serve you? Yes. And I think it bears 
probably just reading a couple of the things that we heard from teachers and, and maybe giving a little challenge to our listeners at the end. Uh, and before, before you do, Read. I know you're going to read the first uh, letter that we received, the first email that we received, and it's so beautiful and so poignant. I did want to just take this one perspective for people who aren't teachers out there. Mm -hmm. Good teachers, really, really good teachers come to this profession, not because they're in love with the subject. That's secondary. They come to it because they're in love with the connections and the kids and how and where they can bring those kids in life. And so that's where they draw their energy. That's where they draw their happiness. That's where they feel their best. And so you have to, I think for those not in that field, the understanding that they are not getting their cup filled right now. In fact, there's some pain, there's some hurt. And I've talked to teachers, I work with teachers on a regular basis where I've heard them say, I miss my kids. I miss them. I'm sad for them. I didn't get to say goodbye to them. I need that connection. I need to be able to go put a hand on their shoulder because that is what helps this whole human connection and they feel a lack of humanity. And so then, as you've put it before, when we've talked, when you feel targeted, it just makes it all the more raw. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like. It's not only the extra effort of like, you know, we've talked about this in the past, like the extra effort to teach something online to accommodate for the loss of that connection. So you're working so much more harder. It's taking more energy, but to feel targeted, like how, how do you put that now? And then let's add another layer because I'm, I really put my, my shoes in, in teachers, but I'm teaching yet. I am a teacher of my own child. If I have children, I need to support my own children at home. What, can I be a teacher to them and be a teacher at the same time and, and feel all of the, these barriers? So really, really trying to put myself in center and thinking about what is it like to be in a teacher's shoes? No, absolutely. I, I just, the, the first letter that you're uh, about to read in a second from a teacher, yeah. which again is so powerful. I happen to know that she has two littles oh, wow. that are, um, you know, under the age of six. And so to teach an AP course at the same time that you also are trying to write, organize that and their growth. And that's such an important time. So, so many things um, I would love, but will you share a little bit from the perspective of teachers and what's going on from their end? Well, we did get several responses, but I'm going to read to you a really powerful one. Um, it is from an AP environmental science um, high school teacher. This is her first day of class. Monday morning, I tried to log into Zoom at 7.30 a.m. for the 8 a.m. class. Zoom crashed. I freaked out a bit. I emailed period one, cohort A, that I would record my lesson. Then at 7.58, Zoom was working again, and I emailed the class that we were back on. This was AP Environmental Science, so they are students that I'm still getting to know. During that class, I was so off balance. Zoom was still glitchy, Canvas crashed, Nearpod crashed. In my brain, my lesson was falling apart. I was falling apart. A student sent me a private message in the chat box that said, you're doing great. That one net message snapped me out of it. I needed to hear that message and right at that moment. The rest of the day was great. I accepted that no matter how prepared you are for a lesson, you can't always depend on or control technology. It is what it is. 
My department group chat was hilarious. Monday was rough for all of us, apparently. What do teachers need? Time to figure out how to do what we are doing. A message of encouragement would be nice. I just, I, I still get teary. I mean, we've read this since Monday. We've read this how many times, both of us. And it is so, because you know what that is? That's humanity, right? And for those out there who are upset and mad and frustrated, guess what? I got an apology on Tuesday from Zoom because we both do so much of our work on Zoom, as did anybody else who has a membership with Zoom they crashed on Monday. It had nothing to do with the teacher. It had nothing to do with the school or the, those are things. But here's the thing. These are the life lessons. The life lessons are, there's a lot of plot twists. 2020 is certainly a plot twist. There are a lot of plot twists. And so in that moment, more was going on in that classroom than just AP environmental science, which is extremely important. But what we have going on is compassion humanity, patience, flexibility, learning to be a critical thinker, having to shift on the fly, trusting your own knowing. I mean, so many lessons were taking place. And I would ask parents to take a second to take a breath and to look around them and say, okay, what is my teachable moment? Maybe my teachable moment at this moment isn't AP English Lit, or maybe my teachable moment isn't the ABCs. Maybe my teachable moment is learning patience. Yes. You know, and those, those character traits, those things, those moments of humanity, I, my belief is will carry us forward more positively in our life. And because you're going to need them at work, you're going to need them in your family. You're going to need them in all of those places. Right. I mean, and one of the things too, that's so important is for teachers to hear directly from their students. So a lot of the teaching moments that I'm really working on at home is when things are glitchy and it doesn't work out. I really communicate to my child like, wow, you know, your teacher's really trying to really hard to be there and trying to find solutions, right? What do you think? I think it'd be amazing if you just sent her like a kudos, like thanks for supporting me. So teaching our kids are a teachable moment in terms of what is compassion in this time. So because, you know, a lot of our teens or tweens at home or you know, younger, it's like the victim stage. It's easy for them. Like, oh, it's not working out for me because that's where their teen brain's at. Right. It's my, you know, like, poor me. But if we can teach them, you know, to reach out like this one student did, it changed her day. That one, you're doing great. Change this teacher's day. Yeah. And not just literally, not just the day as far as how I feel, but the trajectory, because you know, when you feel down, then you sometimes you just end up with the energy, like everything you, you become less of a problem solver. Yeah. Right. And so that positive, I know, I love that. So we have that opportunity. We had another teacher that wrote in and I love the fact, you know, one of our favorite things here at Decided Hearts is virtues and, and values and all those yummy things about character. And she really broke down and said, all right, here's what, here's what would help me. Number one, compassion compassion for the fact that we're learning all of these tech programs at the same time as our students. We are developing a whole new way of teaching and we have varying levels of confidence with our own skills with technology. Um, I, I feel that to the core. My, when I teach English, I actually don't use technology as much because I learned how to teach English through drama. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about that and I don't even know how I would I mean, for me, you used to come in my classroom, it was like, pick up Hamlet, we're going to act it out today. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? 
So that's a whole new way. Um, assume good intent. Oh my gosh, you guys, what's the worst case scenario? Instead of turning around and being like, that teacher just doesn't care. That teacher this, that teacher this. And this is a life lesson that goes beyond teaching, doesn't it really, Sonia? Yes, it does. Does, does it hurt us to assume the other person has a good intent? Obviously, there are people that are not trustworthy. We're not talking about the extremes. I know we can hear all the arguments, but when you have a friend, when you have a family member, when you have a teacher, when you have a coworker and they're talking to you, we don't always say it right. We don't always do it right. Can we assume good intent first until proven otherwise? Um, she put on and she said, look, we're not trying to ignore emails. There's been a tsunami and you have no idea the hundreds of emails that we have from, just think about that, we're getting emails from a teacher, they're getting 90 students at a minimum, plus the parents, plus the other parent, plus, you know, all of that. So it just, it gives it some frame, a framework. Cooperation, talk to your students about self-advocating and following up with teachers. Help us create a positive classroom environment by helping your student be an active participant in classes huge because again Sonia is that not a life lesson well that's where we're trying to teach our our kids that this is this is your experience this is a connection that you can make and not what a great in terms of independence as well you don't have to depend on me as your parent to make the world right you can do it and you yeah. have the skills to do it you I mean just to put it in perspective these are the baby steps that get it to when you are working, I actually have had someone um, tell a story of having, being on the phone or being in an interview with a, a young adult who was graduated from college and they got to talking about the um, salary and he said, hold on one second and pulls out of his pocket. He had an open mic on his phone and his mom was on the line during his oh, business no, interview. No, no. He's like, mom, what do you think? Is this... Mm. Okay, if you don't want that kid, start now by helping them learn how to advocate for themselves and trust that they can do it, right? And then patience is the last one. Although technology allows immediate feedback and results, we are not computers. We need time to plan, to grade, to facilitate, and to breathe. Yeah. I mean, I that, yeah. <sighs> right? I know. So to that end, Sonia, I mean, I think we can kick around a lot of ideas. I, I do want to throw a few of them out there and then, and then leave with a challenge. But do you have some, what are some thoughts about how can we become better teammates with our teachers right now? How, how can we collaborate in a way where everyone is left better? Yeah, I think the, it's the mindset shift. For sure, for me, it's assuming good intention. And being transparent in a way, it's like, how can I help? We're both educate, like we're teaming up to educate the student in my home. Um, a great example is first day of class, you know, English, English. <laughs> my daughter Gabby having problems logging in. I emailed the teacher to say, oh, just FYI, Gabby's having problems logging in. Immediately, while she's starting her class, she's emailing me, trying to, trying to problem solve. Now, I know the good intentions there, but I also know there's no way she can start class and help me. So the cooperation took place. I said, go start. Thank you so much for trying to help. I'm going to call because our district has an amazing, um, what do you call it? It's customer service IT help. Yeah. 
And I said, I will follow up. Thank you so much. Left the teacher to, to start class. And by the way, that IT support system was incredibly helpful. So here now I'm using, I'm bringing more of a team in a village. And after everything was resolved, I made sure, I made sure that I said thank you to that English teacher for trying. Yes. So that to me was my first three steps, but assuming they have all the intention of making learning right. Absolutely. Well, and, and really, I think one of our deepest beliefs and one of the reasons that we do what we do is that it all starts with it all starts with the core. It all starts with how people are showing up um, from a humanity standpoint. And so I do think acknowledging a teacher and thanking them for their service instead of, well, what about this math? What about this? Like, I get how important that is, but I think if we can reach out to our teachers and build them up from a character standpoint, man, I see your effort. Oh my goodness, your compassion with the kids or how you are taking the time to do, oh, I see your patience. I think if we can take the time, that's where confidence comes from. Confidence comes from people seeing who you are and your character underneath. So I would really encourage if you are writing notes, you know, those little ones of like, I appreciate you, appreciate you, fantastic. But if you can call out something positive about character, their integrity, their patience, their excellence, their, their dedication, their all of those types of things, don't you think those are so much more meaningful, Sonia? Yeah, I, I have to say my, when I started to get teacher responses, um, I wanted to send a million dollars to all of the teachers I knew, <laughs> like right. gift cards. Okay, I'm going to send a gift card every Monday. Yes. But of course, it's like financially, it's like I can't, I mean, money doesn't always do the trick. I really think what a great starting point is to be thoughtful in your response, but that our teacher said it in her letter. Encouragement would be nice. Yep. And you're, and you're saying uplift a little bit, identify some of these characteristics that they're showing. And that's, I think, what we want our challenge to be, right, for our viewers and listeners. A hundred percent. What we would love in our challenge, we're going to put it on Instagram, is we would love for you to send a note of encouragement or have your child, or do both, for those who want extra credit. <laughs> that would be me. Right, right. You know, have your child send one as well. And, and maybe even decide that it's something that's going to go on the calendar, by the way. Maybe every Friday you're going to do this or every Monday you're going to do this. Just think about that. Noodle that a little bit. But for now, all we're asking is send a note of encouragement to your child's teacher and, or have them do it and let us know when it's done. And if you're extra special, amazing, awesome, share it with us so that others can get the idea. We're gonna have that both on Instagram and on Facebook on both of our pages. So let us know what did you say to the teacher? And if you want, you can even tell us the response, but maybe we can start to share with each other because sometimes it's hard to know what to say and you see what someone else wrote and you're like, oh yeah, oh yes. So let's help each other out. Let's be that village and that support system. Right, absolutely, I'm ready to go. I am too. So. With that, it's been a, a shortened version of Decided Heart Conversations, but let's reset just a little bit, y'all. Let's approach our teachers, our education, our kids this time with compassion, yes, with, with tenderness, with patience, and most of all, with encouragement. So and just a shout out to our teachers. You are our superheroes. Thank you so much for having the courage to show up and handle 
what Hillary is wearing, the chaotic, you're the chaotic, chaos coordinator. chaos coordinator, chaos coordinator. I just, I so appreciate you showing up for, for my students at home. So thank you.